I thought I was lost, but then I realized I was on an adventure finding myself. Do you know an organization that is looking for a keynote speaker, retreat speaker, or workshop host? You can contact me at meredithsigget at gmail.com for more information. I am currently booking speaking engagements for 2022. Welcome back to the Finding Myself podcast. I am Meredith Sigget, your host here at this podcast. So right now, I've got a lot of energy going on. I'm very excited for this episode. Normally, I say that when I have a guest on because I'm just jazzed about the guest we're having. Today is an episode that is just me talking into the mic. And I have to say that this episode is something that comes from my soul. It's something that is near and dear to me, hence the title, Confessions from a Recovering Perfectionist. But before we get into this topic, I wanted to talk to you about something that you heard before this episode started. You heard me talk about being a speaker. So something that has always been very important to me and almost like a dream or a goal of mine is to be a motivational speaker. So I'm going and putting my hat in the ring and wanting to get out there and do more speaking engagements. So if you know of any organizations that are looking for a speaker for a workshop, a keynote, or retreat, please let me know. Um, I am looking at speaking about wanting to fill my soul and taking that leap into making a dream happen. We're talking about my journey of burnout to let people know that burnout is real and that you can recover from it in some of those steps. Additionally, I want to talk about my life audit. I have moved my life audit into a mini course. I've started to develop a larger course and also, I might just say it, it could be a book at some time. So that is a topic that I would love to talk about and get some more experience and feedback on. So please, if you know an organization, let them know my name. Let me know what's going on. Let's get out there and uh, get on those those stages instead of just the mic. So thank you, everyone. Um, I appreciate you helping me out in any way possible. So today's episode about perfectionism. I told you that it is near and dear to my heart because, yes, I am a recovering perfectionist. I have been a perfectionist as far as I know. Uh, It is something that was just in me. And growing up, as, as you might have thought or you might be aware of, I thought that the ultimate goal was to be perfect. I mean, who can argue against being perfect? If you do everything perfect, there really isn't anything that someone can say against you. And they must like you. They must want to be around you. They must want to work with you. Well, most of us know that's not the case. Most of us at, at an adult age have learned that it's not good to call yourself a perfectionist. 
Now, in the hiring business world, I learned that when I kind of got more experience in interviewing, when I got positions and ended up in the hiring committee for other positions and hearing people talk about, oh gosh, she said she was a perfectionist. We know what that's code for. It's code for not being able to see your shortcomings or not being able to see where those blind spots are because a perfectionist has them. But additionally, that person, you know, being a perfectionist in life is not the best thing to be or say. It means having difficulty when things don't measure up to those expectations. And typically things mean when you don't measure up to those expectations or that you can't achieve that perfect ending or that perfect result. So being around a perfectionist sometimes is very difficult. I uh, So I realized probably in my 20s that being a perfectionist was not a good thing. But I still held on to that belief that I should be a perfectionist. That was in my soul. And I really should say not the past tense, but is in my soul. Because it is something that I have to work on on a regular basis. I am the person who wants a situation, not just for myself to be perfect, but for everyone around me. So I work hard and tirelessly on making these situations perfect. Well, as I just talked about in uh, my my topics for speaking, the word burnout. Perfection is not attainable. It's not. It's not going to happen because you're always going to be critical of yourself that you could have done something different to make it even more perfect. You still want to strive for more. There's always that criticism there. It's interesting, though, that as I've grown older, as I've gotten wiser, as I've been through my self-development journey, I've realized some different things. I've been able to look at other materials that have helped me recognize characteristics of perfectionism that I never saw, I never identified, I never witnessed, but I've been allowed to see it from a different perspective. Additionally, the pandemic really rocked my perfectionist world because being a perfectionist a lot of times has to do with controlling situations. And we know through this pandemic, control was something that most of us did not have. And I guess I'm using that past tense again, but we don't have. Um, I mean, people around me, always kind of put me in the category of a control freak or that I do try to control things. My planning of things is my control of the situation. And in some ways, I I can't deny that. uh, But I, I do think there's other aspects that need to be recognized in this. So in this more recent years, I'll say that due to the self-development journey and the pandemic, 
I've begun to understand and feel the how and the why of perfectionism because it came from somewhere. It's useful to me in some way, and that's why I continue trying to strive for it. And there's something that made sense to me. Perfectionism is a defense mechanism to attempt to avoid criticism or judgment. When I learned that it was a defense mechanism, that opened my eyes up. Because yes, I was the all-American little girl who was a people pleaser, who sacrificed uh, my wants and needs for others, such as playing certain games, eating certain things, going certain places. I would take the back seat so that other people were happy. I tried to avoid any type of criticism or discipline or someone yelling at me. Of course, I was called too sensitive, but I really could not handle someone being in judgment of me or disciplining or yelling or having that shame or fear of not being perfect or meeting those expectations. And it's very comfortable for me to talk about myself as a little girl because I've had the distance from that, Uh, but it's also very clear to me in that example. Yes, I can apply some of these same principles to my life now. Of course, I don't like when there's discord between me and my husband or me and my kids. I try to sit with it a little bit more because I do have more skills than I did when I was, let's say, nine years old. But it is still something that is very uncomfortable to me. In the workplace, this really comes out. Wanting to do the absolute best job that I can do so that no one can have any room to pass judgment or to criticize. Well, that is difficult. It's very difficult in any job to do, uh, but it is difficult in the type of job that I do when I'm working with people because we're always going to have a different perspective or a different opinion on why we made the decisions that we did or why we took the path that we took. So it's it's a very difficult thing, but still there was something in me, that defense mechanism, to try to be perfect. So in thinking about this topic, I came back to some of the books that I have shared previously on the podcast, and I just think there's some great pieces. So Brene Brown says in her book, Dare to Lead, perfectionism is a self-destructive, addictive belief system that fuels primarily primary thoughts. If I look perfect and do everything perfectly, I can avoid or minimize the painful feelings of blame, judgment, and shame. Wow. Because that right there has so many keywords to me personally. 
One, it's self-destructive because, as I said, you're always thinking that you could be more perfect in a way. So it's the judgment that you put on yourself. Addictive belief. It's addictive because it keeps happening. I keep applying it and wanting to get more and more perfect. I'm 44 years old, and I've learned that this behavior does not work. And it doesn't work for me, but still it is deep in my soul and it is something that I have to consciously recognize as a driving force for some of the behaviors that I have. But it's it's interesting to look at, you know, the the example. If I look perfect and do everything perfectly, I can avoid or minimize painful feelings. Well, that is so true. Avoiding feelings is something that we do in so many ways. It's that defense mechanism, those things that we do, um, being maybe uh, using the word addictive, avoiding or escaping through uh, drugs, through alcohol, through any type of mind-altering situations, but to uh, withdraw to um, not deal with, to escape in other ways such as with books or other behaviors and activities. I am not withdrawing, but I am withdrawing myself and I'm putting that protective layer over me to protect from those painful feelings instead of pushing through and working with what judgment may happen or if I feel shame, how to cope with that or to deal with that. So to me, this rings so true. She also stated that most perfectionists grew up being praised for achievement and performance, such as grades, manners, rule-following, people-pleasing. Wow, all of those examples speak to me. Again, I was that all-American little girl who mind my P's and Q's, I got good grades, I did everything you asked me to do, and still, I mean, ask anyone who knows me, I am one of the biggest rule followers that are out there. It is hard for me not to follow the rules. Um, so this is this is where I am. This is where I'm stuck and it is inside of me and it's something that I am dealing with and trying to work with and I can't escape it, but I can use uh, strategies to kind of overcome it and work with it instead of against it. So I wanted to share some things that I have used to help me out. So another book that you've heard me talk about, and I just wanted to mention it here, is Jen Sinchiro's book, You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. I mean, come on, that title right there says it's the Bible for life. So in this this book, it's part four, how to get over your BS already, which I mean, really, that's what it is. It's my own BS. So it's chapter 18, which deals with procrastination, perfection, and a Polish beer garden, because why not throw that in there? We know that Jen Sinchiro uses a lot of stories from her own life. So one of the things that she puts out there, and it's something that I've 
subscribe to is this quote, remember that done is better than perfect. And I really had to learn that when I started podcasting. It is something that I also share with other people when they're podcasting or doing anything in this social way. When you're creating a product, you want to put it out there because if you wait for it to be perfect, it's never, ever going to be perfect because you're going to grow each time you do, for example, podcasting an episode. You're going to get better and better and better, but we are also very self-critical, so you always know where you need to do a little bit better. So there's not going to be a perfect. So I remind myself that done is better than perfect. So there's one way. Another way that we um, can help ourselves is to allow ourselves to be vulnerable. Understand that you will grow and get better. That's how experiences happen. That's how we do things. We grow and get better. I don't need to be perfect. Also, embracing the grace that you give others and give it to yourself. I don't expect other people to be perfect, so then why do I expect myself to be perfect? I give grace to people who are learning and growing. And even if they make a mistake, as long as they don't consciously make that mistake again, then what is the problem? They learn from the mistake and they moved on. If I'm giving that grace to someone else, why can't I in turn give it to myself? I need to stop beating myself up and holding myself to standards that are unrealistic and that I wouldn't hold anyone else to. Additionally, I like to do the self-talk and use affirmations. These are things that I say to myself to remind myself that I don't have to hold myself to those unrealistic expectations. So I was able to pull some of these affirmations from someone that I follow on Instagram. It is psychologist Carolyn Rubenstein. She's a PhD. Um, she, I will be posting some of her information about these affirmations for perfectionists. And two of them that I wanted to mention is more isn't necessarily better. As a perfectionist, you want to put that last touch on. But there's never a last touch. You keep putting more and more and more into it. And that's not necessarily better. Additionally, my work doesn't define my worth. It doesn't define me. Yes, your work is very good. It is a part of you, but it is not all of you. If I slip up and make a mistake, if I don't do something up to par, it doesn't mean that I'm not up to par. It means that project or that product isn't up to par and there's room to grow. Not Meredith Siget, the person not being up to par and room to grow. Yes, there's always room to grow, but that is not me. It does not define me. Additionally, Learning to hear criticism and not run from it. That is something that we all need to work through, that we need to practice, because with practice, we will get better. It's not the end of the world if someone 
doesn't like something that you do or doesn't agree with something that you said, it's not the end of the world. That does not change you or define you or cut you down in any way. It just is what it is. So the more we practice it and allow ourselves to be vulnerable through that criticism will help us to just get stronger and deal with it instead of trying to protect ourselves from those feelings, those painful feelings. They will become a little less painful and we will have the skills to work through it. So tonight I wanted to share with you some of the things that I've learned during my journey that speaks to the part of me of being a perfectionist. Because I know that I am not alone in that. I know that there are other people out there who are holding themselves to standards that are unrealistic. I know that they're putting up those defenses and not allowing themselves to be vulnerable, which when we do that, we don't allow ourselves to grow and to develop. We need to take down those defense mechanisms to really work on that part of us, to learn those coping skills so that we can move on. And as as Jen Sincero says, live that awesome life to be the greatness that we know that we can always be. So I encourage you to look inward, to look at yourself, to see if you are putting up any of those defense mechanisms and not allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Because if you are, check in with why you're doing that. Where is that coming from? And how can you break through and practice new skills so that you can grow and be the best you that you can be? Well, thank you very much for everyone tuning in. I appreciate you listening to me and I hope to talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Finding Myself. If you like what you heard, please leave a review. If you have a question or a suggestion, feel free to email me at findingmyselfpodcast at gmail.com. I also invite you to be part of our Finding Myself community on Facebook. There you will have access to more resources, more suggestions, more information, and the opportunity to be part of discussions. Please meet us back here next time. 